1: It is Tuesday, August 16th, and this is People Every Day. Hi everyone, Nigel Smith back with you again today. Between Ezra Miller addressing their recent behavior, Viola Davis joining the Hunger Games prequel, and Hoda Kotb gracing this week's cover, we've got a full and great show for you. So let's get into what's been buzzing around in my timeline. We begin today with news surrounding rapper ASAP Rocky. Yesterday, ASAP Rocky was charged with assault and was accused of firing a handgun toward a former friend of his. According to prosecutors, the incident took place back in November of last year, and Rocky is being charged formally with two counts of assault with a semi-automatic firearm. The Los Angeles District Attorney released a statement that read in part, quote, Discharging a gun in a public place is a serious offense that could have ended with tragic consequences, not only for the person targeted, but also for innocent bystanders visiting Hollywood. My office conducted a thorough review of the evidence in this case and determined that the addition of a special firearm allegation was warranted. The DA did not mention if anyone was struck when the handgun was discharged. However, according to multiple reports, Rocky's former friends stated that he believed one of the bullets grazed his left hand. As you may recall, the Praise the Lord rapper was initially arrested at LEX back in April of this year. He and Rihanna welcomed a baby boy together a few weeks following the arrest. We will definitely keep an eye on this story as it moves closer to trial. Last week on People Every Day, we took a deep dive into the now ongoing trial between Vanessa Bryant and the Los Angeles County. Bryant alleges that first responders took and shared photos of the crash site where the remains of her late husband, Kobe, and 13-year-old daughter, Gianna, were found. Yesterday, former Los Angeles fire captain, Brian Jordan, who was called to the scene of the nine victim crash site, testified. Jordan stated that witnessing the remains of the accident pushed him to retire. Jordan, who retired in 2021, is accused of taking graphic, closely cropped photos of body parts on the scene, but says he was only doing so as instructed. As prosecutors described the photos of the body parts, Jordan grew angry and repeatedly left the courtroom and said, quote, it was horrifying and what put me off the job. The former fire captain testified that he has mentally blocked out the day saying, quote, I was there, I do not remember being there. Please stop describing the scene to me. Jordan claimed he deleted the pictures from his devices and pled with prosecutors saying, quote, please refrain from taking my brain back to that crash site. I'm not sure what I was taking pictures of. After further questioning, Jordan went on to say, quote, the way that whole scene looked is going to haunt me forever. Yesterday marked the fourth day of trial proceedings. I'm sure this trial is incredibly hard on the Bryant family and the families of the other victims. Hopefully they can find some solace and some resolution at the end of this awful ordeal. And now we're turning our attention to the recent comments made by Justice League actor, Ezra Miller, as they prepare to seek treatment for, quote, complex mental health issues. Let's dive in. Ezra Miller, best known for their role as The Flash in Justice League, is in the news again this morning, apologizing for their past behavior. The actor said, quote, I am committed to doing the necessary work to get back to a healthy, safe, and productive stage in my life after a series of events that they call a time of intense crisis. Following what felt like countless headlines involving assault and abuse allegations and the reporting of two arrests in Hawaii for disorderly contact, plus a recent charge in Vermont for felony burglary, Miller's rep gave a statement to People saying the star was seeking treatment for, quote, complex mental health issues. Here with me to break down this very complicated story is people's senior editor of entertainment projects, Andrea Mandel. Hey Andrea, thank you so much for coming to the show.
0: Hi Nigel, thank you for having me.
1: So let's get into this. This is the first time that we're really hearing anything from Ezra Miller regarding the past few months of their public struggles. What do you think led to the statement and why do you think it came now?
0: Well, the pressure was mounting for some kind of response in the vacuum of the fact that a rep for Ezra Miller really could not be found for going on a few months now and Warner Brothers, the studio behind The Flash, is not commenting or has not commented publicly on this situation. There's been a lot of space to fill with theory and ideas about what's going to happen to this movie and to this actor. And so the time was nigh, as they say, and I think that with Warner Brothers Discovery now talking about their next slate of films for the DC universe, The Flash is obviously part of that. It's been said to have tested very well, but they really can't release it unless Ezra Miller themselves comes out and says something about what's been going on.
1: What did they say specifically in this statement that you think will resonate with either fans of the actor or fans of The Flash hoping to see this character brought to life on the big screen?
0: I think there's a lot of concern for Ezra Miller. This is an actor who has a big fan base and we've all been watching what appears to be a train wreck. These allegations keep mounting and they are allegations in, in a lot of instances, but there's just headline after headline. And so there is a lot of concern for Ezra Miller's mental health on top of what could be criminal offenses. And so it is almost a relief. And so first and foremost, you know, this is a person The fact that they have stepped forward and said, I am suffering from complex mental health issues. I have begun ongoing treatment. I apologize. That word, apologize, is really important here, I think, to a lot of fans.
1: Now, there's still so much speculation around Ezra and, of course, the woman who was staying on their property in Vermont, whom, as of last week, authorities are still trying to track down. Where are we now with this this ever-evolving story?
0: It's a little murky. You know, at the time that authorities visited Ezra Miller's Vermont property, the children's mother, there's three children, had told authorities that Ezra Miller helped her escape from an abusive partner in Hawaii and said, quote, the ranch has been a healing haven for us. There's a lot of conflicting information out there. Last week, it was reported that Vermont authorities were trying to pinpoint the exact whereabouts of this 25-year-old mother and her children. The father has gotten the authorities involved. The police tried to serve an emergency care order to the woman requiring the children to be removed from the home and her care. We don't have a lot of information about the why and the how here, but we do know that this is not the first time authorities have now visited Ezra Miller's property.
1: Obviously, this message is time to what you previously mentioned regarding HBO and Discovery and the future of The Flash and exactly what is going on with that film with regards to everything that's going on in Ezra's own life. Do you think that this statement and this, this apology and this plea to better their mental health will have an effect?
0: Well, Nigel, I don't think we can forget that there's a $200 million movie on the line here. This is Hollywood. This is a business. This film is a big piece of Warner Brother Discovery's plan for the next chapter of the DC Universe, which is a very lucrative element of their slate. So I would say from a business perspective, the studio needs to get this in order so that they can deliver this film to fans theatrically is their preference. Of course, the studio has not commented on any of this publicly, but it's not really a secret that this is a big a valuable piece of property. So I think you're going to see Ezra Miller perhaps quiet down, and then perhaps early next year, we'll start seeing more positive stories come out about what's to come for Ezra.
1: What do you think their best tactic is going forward after seeking treatment and say, you know, months leading up to the release? Do you think a sit down with a prominent journalist would be the best route for them?
0: I think that honesty is the best policy. I think that authenticity really rings true, especially with younger fans today. I think mental health is something that we can all rally around in terms of someone getting the help that they need. But I do think that Eventually, Ezra Miller will sit down with someone and talk about what they were really going through, as long as people aren't getting hurt, as long as there are apologies for those who may have been hurt.
1: Beautifully said. I, for one, am a huge fan of their acting, dating back to We All Need to Talk About Kevin, and I think they're an incredible talent. So thank you so much, Andrea, for coming on and breaking down this very complicated story.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: This week's issue of people is our family issue and our cover star is today's show co-anchor Hoda Kotb. Coming up, we're joined by our very own Charlotte Triggs to discuss her recent feature interview with the Morning Show host. We'll hear how Hoda balances her grueling work schedule while raising her young daughters. But first, I'm a senior movies editor here at People, and one of my all-time favorite actors is, of course, Oscar winner Viola Davis, which is why I cannot wait to discuss her recent casting as the villain in the upcoming Hunger Games prequel. After the break, I'll give you the latest on who she's playing and why you should be
2: Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13.
1: We are back and Viola Davis has offered herself as tribute. The Academy Award winner is set to play the cruel and twisted Volumnia Gal in the upcoming Hunger Games prequel, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Great title. Davis plays the head game maker of the 10th annual Hunger Games, who's an instructor at the university. The scientist is also the mastermind behind the Capitol's experimental weapons division. The prequel follows 18-year-old Coriolanus Snow before he becomes the tyrannical president of Panem. Davis joins a cast that includes the likes of Fargo's Jason Schwartzman and West Side Story's Rachel Zegler. One of the film's producers said of Davis's casting, quote, from the beginning, Viola has been our dream for Dr. Gal because of the finely layered intelligence and emotion she brings to every role. Director Francis Lawrence added, quote, Dr. Gal is as cruel as she is creative and as fearsome as she is formidable. Snow savvy as a political operator develops in no small part due to his experiences with her as the game's most commanding figure. Wow. Again, I love Viola Davis and everything she does, which is why I cannot wait to see her command the screen in this. And if you haven't seen the trailer for her upcoming film, The Woman King, you absolutely need to stop what you're doing. Okay, wait maybe until you finish listening to us, but you need to see it, it is powerful. Davis trained for nine months for this incredible action picture, and I don't wanna give too much away, but she looks phenomenal and jacked. Then again, with Viola Davis, what else do you expect? When I think of family, I think of a disbelief is what comes over me when I think of family. To think that I have my own little family, which still blows my mind. That was Hoda Kotb opening up to people about her beautiful family. The Today Show co-anchor is the proud mom to her young daughters, Haley Joy and Hope Catherine, and the three of them are this week's cover stars. Our annual family issue is out later this week, and in it, Hoda discusses her life at home, co-parenting with her ex, and why she would adopt again. Joining me now to talk about this heartwarming interview is the journalist who spoke to Hoda herself and many times before, People's Executive Editorial Director, Charlotte Triggs. Hey, Charlotte. Hey, Nigel, how you doing? Thank you so much for joining me today to talk about this awesome cover story. So reading it, it is so evident how much... Hoda enjoys motherhood. Now you interviewed Hoda multiple times. And not only that, but you got to interview her during almost every part of her parenting journey. What has that been like as a mother yourself? And what was it like to talk to her at this stage in her journey?
2: She and I go way back. When she first joined the 10 o'clock hour, I did a big story with her and Kathy Lee Gifford. And then I've been like on that beat as it were ever since. So I did the story when she first got Haley and I was pregnant with twins myself at the time, actually. Just remember like being in the nursery. She had like set up this nursery, like crashed it together. Cause you know, when you adopt a baby, you don't necessarily know what's going to happen until like that day. But I remember all these like life stages. And when I saw her at the shoot, for this. We had not seen each other since pre-pandemic. And she was like, oh my God, I just can't believe I'm looking at you. And I was like, yeah, I know. It's so funny to see people once it's not the pandemic anymore. And she was like, no, no, no. You've been there for every moment. And I was like, wow, it's like really real. Like I was there when she brought home both babies and all these different life moments when she got the anchor job and stuff like that. It was very special, actually. It was really touching.
1: One thing I really loved about the interview was the lead-in in in which she talked about her child's schedule. Can you elaborate on what she meant by that?
2: It was kind of funny. She, obviously all these people on these morning shows, they have these, horrible schedules. This is why, this is why I don't make the big bucks, right? They have to wake up at like three in the morning. We saw it last week, Savannah overslept and like, you know, barely made it. But so, you know, when you wake up at 3 a.m., your day is winding down at like 7 p.m. So she said, the good news is when you, you don't get to take your kids to school like ever because you're on air, but she gets to pick them up. Then they're like having dinner at five o'clock, doing bath time at six, drying off at 6.30. She's got a little routine where they're singing songs and stuff like that. It's like lights out at seven. And then she herself goes to bed at 7.30 and she says, God only knows what's going to happen once they're teenagers and they want to want to do things differently. But for now she's really into it and she's totally living on a child's schedule and she's loving it.
1: Can you talk about the, the map she creates every morning? I've never heard of this, but I just found that so so cute and inventive.
2: It's very cute, but I will say she's like upping the ante to a degree that it's like not sustainable for normal people because she doesn't get to wake her kids up in the morning. She's not there when they go off to school. She she does this cute little thing where she'll have like a note and then she draws a map to the note. So I guess she like leaves them the map someplace that they can go find and then they have to go find the note and it's like a special little sweet thing between them every day. I talked to her co-anchors um, for the story too and Jenna Bush really pointed out that like that that's very Hoda. Like she creates like magical moments out of anything. Really I'm not sure that I could duplicate this stuff myself. I forgot to like have the dollar from the tooth fairy one time. But you know what I mean?
1: (laughs) Sounds like a lot of work to me, but (laughs) it's pretty cute. Hoda elaborates in this interview that family is everything to her and that she never imagined at 50 years old, she would have a whole other family aside from her mother, her father and her siblings. But like all family, obviously they've dealt with some hardships. And earlier this year, Hoda ended her engagement with Joel Schiffman, who she co-parents with. What does life look like now for the two of them?
2: Her outlook is that she and Joel were not meant to be forever and that it's fine for love to end. She said that, like, sometimes someone is there with you until you both die, and sometimes it just, you know, it just wraps up. She thinks she may well have another love eventually and like date again. And as far as co parenting, they she feels like they really have it down to a science. You know, he'll take the kids to school sometimes on his way to work, and then like they've got this thing where they switch off weekend days, they go together to things like ballet recitals and and little events like that. But she feels like it's like a really healthy mix. I will say she's not hiding the fact that this is with the support of two nannies, okay? It's like, I will say like logistics for people who don't have means might be the thing that breaks you up. You know what I mean? So they can have the kinds of conversations where if someone changes their mind and needs to do it a different day, it's not gonna be the end of the world. It's a very kind of raw moment where she said that like if she hadn't been with Joel, she might've never had the strength to feel like she could adopt on her own. Like to be a single woman and do it completely alone. They just feel really lucky that they've got these two beautiful kids and that they're everybody's getting along and everybody's okay and healthy and happy.
1: Well, she said that everything changed when she adopted her two girls. And she told you that she actually wants to adopt again. And here's a little bit of what she told you. And when I think about it, my eyes just like well up. And I feel like sometimes in life you have to, I'm open. I'm like wide open. And if it's meant to come to me, I'm ready.
2: You know, she realizes she's a person of means and that she could change a child's life. And she also recognizes how much adopting two children so far has changed her own life. And she really just thinks that she's got the love and the space and the like room to grow. And she's definitely open to a third adoption and she's kind of putting it out into the universe that if it happens, it happens. But she also realizes that she's got a beautiful family right now. And she's happy and very content with what she has.
1: Well, our family issue with Hoda Kotb and her beautiful girls, Haley and Hope hits newsstands this Friday. Charlotte, congratulations on another fabulous Hoda interview. And thank you so much for stopping by to talk about it.
2: Oh, thanks, Nigel.
1: Before I let you go for the day, I have something very serious to talk to you about. It's Madonna's birthday. That's right, the material girl is 64 years young today. Anyone who follows me on social media, my friends, my family know that she is one of my all time, if not my favorite, artists. Of course, I love all of her popular hits like Vogue. Vogue. And who doesn't love to sing Like a Virgin at karaoke? If you're a true fan of the material girl like me, you love a little deeper cut like Deeper and Deeper. I, can't help deeper, and deeper I, go. I am so psyched to see Julia Garner play her in the upcoming Madonna biopic. Julia Garner is a phenomenal actress, an Emmy winner, and with Madonna slated to direct herself, you know it is worth watching. I cannot wait. Happy birthday, Madonna. And speaking of amazing singers, Janine is back tomorrow for her exclusive in-studio interview with R&B legend, Tevin Campbell. It's a special tell-all episode of the show where the singer opens up about his personal life like never before. Thank you again for joining me today. I'll be back with you all on Thursday for a brand new episode of People Every Day.